for business owners. MPFW is a production of Roundpeg. My name is Lorraine Ball. I'm Sam Von Tobel. And I'm Luke Bagsman. And today, the crack marketing team at Roundpeg is going to talk about email. Woo! That's right. Okay, that was really exciting. <laughs> I got to tell you that there was a point in my life when I loved that little, you've got mail. Oh, yeah. And not so much anymore. <laughs> you know, that might have been before our time, Luke. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, did, did I guess you're a couple uh, years older than yep. me. All right, fine. So go ahead and date me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait to endear yourself to your boss. But email has gone from being a novelty to kind of a part of our everyday life. So I think we need to talk about how to create good emails. Absolutely. I think one thing that comes to my mind right off the bat when I think about emails is people over-relying on images. I feel like every now and then I'll, I'll open up an email and it won't even be text, it won't be anything except an image with words you know, in the picture itself. But there's a little, oh well, I guess it's not such a little known fact, but it's an interesting fact. Um, I think it's something like 40% of people don't receive images when they open their emails. And that is designed to allow rapid delivery of your email and to prevent viruses. And I'm one of those people. I don't turn on my images. Really? I always have that option. And usually what makes me decide whether or not I'm going to bother is, is there anything in the text that convinces me there's something worth looking at in the picture? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like because of that, you run into issues of relying too heavily on, on, on images to uh, either convey the message or just prevent the message, uh, present the message uh, entirely. So what do you do if you want to put an image in your email? What do you do? How do you kind of work that in and still find the balance? Ran into issues in this firsthand. We had a client we did some emails for that uh, click-through rates just weren't doing so well and we were just racking our brains and could not figure out why. It's because we were putting the call to action in one of the images. So we found a, a decent workaround of kind of laying the pictures in the back and it's, it's pretty straightforward and easy to do in constant contact. You can make images as a backdrop so even if they don't show up, you can lay text on top of the images and they'll show through every time. Absolutely, and I think the other thing is making sure that you have descriptive text, mm -hmm. your facts, mm -hmm. anything that's really important, if it's an event, time and date, if it's a sale, product pricing, always have that in text and then also use alt text. So when you create an image, you have that alternative text. Mm -hmm. That'll show up even if the images don't. Yeah, and I think definitely to add on to that is we have so many people, they have so many emails every day and they don't have much time. So just make sure that it's meaningful copy that really conveys that message and they can read real quick and know what the email's about. Absolutely, you don't have to you don't have to send an email as if it's the only communication you're ever going to have with someone. That's the beauty of email. It's an mm -hmm. ongoing relationship. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be the last step in a process. Oh, your no. email should be driving people to your website for more info. Yeah. So again, whet their appetite. Don't try to cram all the details in the picture yeah. or in the body. And, and don't send them a book either because they will never get to your call to action. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Luke? What other well, tips do you have or thoughts on email? Yeah, you know, um, one thing that's great about email right now is you can personalize it and make segmented lists. So if you have a product that you sell to B2B but also B2C, 
you can segment those lists. So people that are more interested in the business of business, you can tailor it to them a little bit more. It makes it a little more personalized and feel like that email is tailored for them. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of the email tools out there really allow you to build targeted lists and then tags within targeted mm -hmm. lists. So for example, like among our readers, I have a general list. I have people who only get the Monday morning resource and other people who only get the Wednesday newsletter. If, by the way, you're not getting either, feel free to sign up. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> but I also have tags for people who always open the emails that are about web design or content or social media. And I've started to really build very niche lists. Mm -hmm. I even have a list that is just contractors who are interested in email marketing. Yeah. It may sound silly, but when I want to talk just to that group and I can say for a contractor like you, when I can really narrow in on their world, the open rates go up and the click-through rates go yeah, up. That small level of, uh, of personalization can go a long way. People yeah. like to feel special. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> you know, I think when I think about email, there's kind of sort of three pieces to it. There's your subject line, your delivery time, and your, your content. If your subject line isn't interesting and it doesn't grab people's attention, they're never going to open it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Any tips for good subject lines? You guys write them all the time. Um, kind of ask, you know, asking questions is always great. Get them an interest, you know, spark that interest before they, why are they opening? I think, you know, when, when it's a question and, and if you can tap into some of the, the pain, mm -hmm. something that's going wrong yeah. or something people are curious about. Yeah. Any other things that you've seen that work really well? Yeah, like, like you kind of alluded to, uh, I feel like, quote unquote pain and urgency are, are, are two real emotions you can really tap into for an effective subject line. I think also curiosity. Uh, these are more like literary techniques. One is called chunking. It's kind of the lions and tigers and bears. If you've got two or three things that you know you're going to cover in the email, if you can boil them down to kind of one word, so it's web, graphic, and social, oh my. You know, something that kind of has a little bit of that rhythm to it, it actually sparks their curiosity. Another trick is to use what's called an onomatopoeia, which is a word that has a sound. Cha-ching, kaboom, snap, crackle, pop. When people see those words in the subject line, they don't even realize it, but it kind of makes them hear the sound in their head. And so they're sort of like, oh, and it, and it just stops them. And then they're more likely to open. Yeah, as, as cliche as some of that cutesy stuff can be, I mean, uh, statistics are statistics, they work, it works. I also think surprising people, saying things that they don't expect. Yeah. Do not read this email. <laughs> How do you not open an email yeah. with yeah. a subject line that says, definitely don't read this? Boy, I gotta read it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't have. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's um, a lot of, of different techniques, and I think uh, it's important to test them. Mm -hmm. If you have a large enough list. The first email you send is never going to be the perfect email. Uh, as, as much as it may hurt sometimes, email is certainly a, a very trial and error uh, marketing endeavor. Yep. Testing it out, seeing one email from other, what email got more click-through rates, and trying to 
tinker with it. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things that helps is divide your list randomly into two or three pieces Mm -hmm. and send the same email with three different subject lines. And then the next time, send the same email with the same subject line at a different time of day. Good segue. Which brings us to our time of day. Thoughts, tips, what have you seen? Well, there are certainly days that are better. I don't know about you, first thing Monday morning, I'm not super stoked to be looking through my uh, my emails that have accumulated over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Friday, my mind is, is typically somewhere almost in the clouds, not quite, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in front of my boss at all. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but certainly uh, also not looking forward to uh, looking through emails. I'm looking to, you know, nose to the grindstone, get my work done so I can go enjoy the weekend kind of deal. And I would venture, guess, and say I'm not the only one who feels that way. Um, so typically I like to avoid Mondays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. You know, usually Tuesdays are usually great right around, not around that right in the morning, but a little more entering the afternoon, you get some great open rates and that typically does great for us. Yeah, I think also it helps if you pay attention to who your target audience is Mm -hmm. and what your product is. For example, Joe's Butcher Shop, it's a grocery store. People historically shop for the weekend on Thursday. So if he sends out his weekly specials Thursday afternoon, he's going to get a good open rate because people are going to Look at it, print the coupon, go into the store. If you're dealing with moms, you actually sometimes can get really good interaction about 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I would never send a business email at that time of day. Product for moms, or if it's more of an entertainment. If I was a a bar or a music venue, I'm guessing you'd want to hear from me on Mm -hmm. Friday afternoon. Absolutely. So I think you have to kind of match a little bit of who you are, who your audience is, and when they're likely to be interested in your product or service. And again, a lot of that is just trying new things and uh, you know, not being afraid to send an email that maybe won't do as well, just for the sake of learning. Mm-hmm. One statistic I did see is that about half of your opens will typically come within one hour of sending. Hmm. So if you send an email at 4 in the afternoon or 4.30, you're destined to failure as people are shutting down their computers and heading home. And even if they do open up again, odds are there will be other emails that will have come in on top of yours and pushed you further down Mm -hmm. where you're less likely to be noticed Mm -hmm. in the inbox. Yep, drop your priority. Yep. So we've got people to open the email. We sent it at the right time of day. They're ready to read it. And now your email looks like everybody else's email. Mm -hmm. What can you do? You know, one great thing I like to do are what are gifts. What all the kids are doing. <laughs> Animated inima- images. So um, one of the websites I use is called Giphy, G-I-P-H-Y. And you can do it from a video that you have, just some images that you've taken before, and it's just kind of rotating images that makes a moving collage. For Constant Contact, I add these in all the time, and they work perfectly. So it just adds... A little spicier email changes it up and doesn't make it as ordinary as all the other emails. Absolutely. Now, if you're going to use a GIF and or GIF, depending on how you pronounce it, <laughs> um, if you are going to use that, remember to still do exactly what we talked about earlier. Alternate text and, and it recognize that image is just for fun. No real meaning um, or anything really important in that image because some people yeah. won't download yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Other thoughts on layout and design? 
keep it clean. I mean, uh, that should go without saying, but nothing will uh, give me a headache and also raise uh, spam flags faster than a sloppy, cluttered, uh, jabberwocky-looking crazy email. <laughs> uh, you know, if I look through an email and I see more than maybe two different fonts, mm -hmm. that could be a red flag right mm -hmm. off the bat. Maybe not that you're sending me junk or spam, but maybe that you just, you're an amateur, you don't know what you're doing. And uh, that can go a long way, so just keep it clean, go through it once, go through it twice, go through it three times, heck, why not? Um, just make sure everything's organized, everything's standard, and, and stay, with, stay with your voice. Your, your voice doesn't just stay on your website, it doesn't just stay on social media. Email is an extension of you too, so make sure every email you put out has a consistent voice, you stay on brand. I'm a big fan of two fonts and two colors. Yes, you have all the colors of the rainbow and all the fonts at your disposal. I actually always recommend that people take very, very simple fonts. Even though you can now use some additional fonts that are available through Microsoft, if that email shows up on somebody's phone or somebody's computer and they don't have that font installed, you're not quite sure what your email would look like. The other thing is, I think, your calls to action should be buttons, yep. especially because people are looking at your email on mobile. And it, nothing is harder than to try to hit a hyperlink in the middle of a tightly congested email. So put a little room around that button, have a strong call to action, maybe one or two. You don't need 12. Um, <laughs> your your click-through rate actually falls off. And, and that raises another good point. When you're going through and reviewing uh, your email, don't just check it for desktop. A lot of I know Contact, MailChimp, a lot of these different services allow you to preview your email in mobile. More people are opening their emails in mobile than on desktop. So I, it should go without saying that making sure your emails look good on mobile is almost more important Absolutely. than desktop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of the things I like about that is that a lot of our clients that I've talked to in the last year, everyone thinks that email is dead. And that's so not true, just especially because we all have computers that we carry around in our pockets now. Mm -hmm. So email is more important than ever now. I think so. I think a lot of the argument was, well, once there's Facebook, they won't need email anymore. And it's really not true. Those two tools are really for two very different purposes. Mm -hmm. Social media is really where you meet lots of new people, have lots of conversations, but there's also a lot of noise and competition for someone's attention. If I can get a person to sign up for my email list, at least for a limited period of time, I have their undivided attention. I'm the only thing on that little computer screen, and so you get actually a much higher response rate to offers from email than from social media because you're not competing. Mm. So I think there's still a place for both. Yeah, I think there was some time that people started thinking that millennials were not gonna use email, but as Sam and I can speak, we still use email every day. I check my phone for that. Oh yeah. College is going through that point where they were like, you know what, we're not even gonna issue our students email accounts anymore. They're just gonna log into the portal, um, they're going to have their Facebook, they're going to have, they're not, we're not going to communicate with them through email. And they really did their students a disservice because as soon as they came into the workforce, once they left the nest of school and they had to get a job, they had to use email. Once they wanted to try to use any online service, banking, shopping, mm -hmm. all of that is still done 
attached to an email account. I don't feel like email is going anywhere anytime soon. No. Nope. I don't either. I think we could also talk about a lot of advanced email stuff, but I think we're going to hold some of that for a follow-up conversation. I think you guys have gotten some good basics, and if you'd like to know more about this topic, subscribe to our newsletter, check out our website, and uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss another episode. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.